0: Hi, and welcome back to the Transfer Marketing Podcast. My name is Prashant Malkani, and the topic for today's episode is analytics in digital marketing. Before I dwell down into the topic, I would like to paint a small picture for you guys. Imagine you were at a shooting range, and you were getting ready to take your first shot. The only thing that you were focusing on is the target in front of you. You're going through all the trainings in your mind that you've put yourself through over the last few months and finally that moment is here. You take the shot and then just walk away without even seeing the result. Don't worry, I'm not comparing marketing to a shooting range, though sometimes we know it can be one. This is just a metaphor on how incomplete I feel without analysis after or during a marketing campaign. I'm just glad though that there are many more people today who feel the same about analytics. In 2010, when I started my digital marketing career, it wasn't a norm to make sure that Google Analytics or Adobe Analytics was linked to your website, but I made sure that it happened for my own selfish reason. I couldn't be like the shooter who put in so much effort to then not know the final outcome. In fact, it helped me not only to realize where users were spending the most amount of time, but also made me realize that there were minor errors that could be easily corrected to improve the user journey. That was my first taste of analytics, and I'm sure all of you all have your own stories. Since then, I've come across the power of analytics in so many ways. But to keep you guys interested, I would probably have the time only to cover a few of them for now, but before starting, I don't feel obliged to tell you why analytics in 2020 anymore, especially when there is so much conversation around things like big data, machine learning, and the likes. Also, reporting your marketing campaigns without data nowadays is frowned upon. I completely agree, and personally, I would probably more than just frown. So the first one that I would like to speak about is A-B testing. A lot of people think they know what this is and how it works, but you will be surprised to know that the knowledge is restricted only to the definition. In case for some of you who don't know what it means, the definition is that there are two versions of a certain thing that are compared against each other to see which one performs better. Hence A being for the first and B being for the second. By the way, there could be a C or D as well. The two versions could range from something as small as a different body copy of a social media post to something as big as a different website. This is one of the better ways to actually judge a hypothesis and understand your users or consumers better through the end of the duration of the test. Now here comes the fun part and the biggest mistakes that people normally make which ends up being counterintuitive and creates the biggest doubts. The most important thing about A-B testing is the continuation of the definition which people easily try and leave out is that the split test needs to be done with making sure everything else besides what you're testing remains the same. Let me explain this better with an example. Imagine you're testing two creatives. You need to make sure that you test it at the same time, use the same channels, do it at the same location have the same offers or details and in case if you're promoting it, then the budget, TG and platform needs to be the same. If there is anything different besides the creative that you're testing, your results will never be accurate. This also brings me to the other important thing in A-B testing. You should only try and test a single thing during a single test. Testing the location and the creative at the same time will not help you determine if the location performed or the creative did. So if you haven't done this before, please go ahead and try it out. I have been using this for many years now and it has always helped me. Now coming to the next one, brand lift study on YouTube or better known as BLS. This one is only restricted to YouTube videos and helps you understand the impact of your videos better. In case if you haven't heard of it, then it's likely that your spends on YouTube is not high enough and YouTube only favors the rich. Yes, I'm not the biggest fan of this and I will tell you why after a short explanation on how this works. YouTube helps you survey your videos or brand between people who have watched your video and people who haven't. The percentage difference between the two set of responses becomes your incremental lift. In addition, YouTube has a set of 5 predefined questions and as a marketer, you can set the competitive options that a person would have to choose from. The questions would help you answer the following, Ad Recall, Awareness, Consideration, Favorability and Purchase Intent. Though the intention seems right, there are so many flaws. Number 1. Imagine you had to give an exam and get to correct it as well. Even though you might do it with maximum honesty, the doubt always remains and that's the case with this as well. You're using YouTube to advertise and using YouTube itself to do the survey to tell you how your asset performed. A bit questionable. Number 2. Only once you cross a certain threshold or spends, do each of these questions get available to you. The last I checked, it was approximately $1000 a day per question for a period of a week. Number three, if you're doing any kind of research, you would like to know the importance of your sample size, not the same with YouTube. Market size or your presence in the market doesn't make a difference here. Number four, and my least favorite about it, the research is done per asset and does not move from one campaign to another. So in case if you want to see the incremental impact of your YouTube campaigns from this year in comparison to the last year or even from one campaign to another, it's best you look someplace else. And lastly, the questions cannot be edited, irrespective of it being badly worded. If you don't believe me, then just Google it. I know I might not have the best things to say about it, but this is just my view and you guys can check it out and see if it works for you plus the silver lining is that you would always have some good data to back your campaigns. Just like YouTube, even Facebook has their own brand live study among several other platforms. Now, though I might not have the best things to say about YouTube's in-house analytics and research, but I definitely have a high regard for its mother brand, Google. Google Analytics is one of the strongest analytics tools. As a brand, Your identity on digital, in most cases, is your website and or your app. And the responsibility to make sure that it is in its best shape should be your priority. Google Analytics and especially GA360 helps you with that and a whole lot more. So I'm not going to dwell down into the features of Google Analytics because Google has online courses and certifications specifically for that. What I wanted to cover is the strength of the entire Google Analytics and reporting suite. Some of the key questions that you would like to know when you're evaluating a campaign is how many people are coming onto your campaign page or app, how long do they stay on it, how do they get there, and so on. Definitely most of you would know the basic power of Google Analytics and how it helps you understand things like visitors, time spent, bounce rate, etc. But what a lot of people don't know is that that's just the basic part of the suite. Once you start discovering the tool, you realize that it's a whole lot more than just that. If you've tuned into my previous podcasts, I've spoken about assisted channels and scoring channels and GA lets you understand and know them. It lets you test funnels to help you determine the consumer journey. It also helps you set goals and track them much easily because what's a campaign page without goals? A few years ago, I did the entire Google Analytics course and I came out thinking I know everything about what Google Analytics has to offer. But trust me, I couldn't be more wrong. Over the years, I figured out there is a whole universe of platforms for every need And I very briefly want to cover a few of them, just enough to build your curiosity on them. Google Tag Manager, dv 360 and Google Ads, Campaign Manager, Floodlight and Data Studio are a few of those things that I wanted to cover. Though a few of them are not core analytics or research tools, but if you use them, you will definitely be able to track a whole lot more. So starting with the easiest, which is Google Tag Manager or GTM. A lot of people have heard the term and asked their agencies to use it but probably don't know what it does or the power of it. Everyone loves adding tags on their websites and then moving those same tags to other pages and then asking your agency to make sure it appears on all the pages of your website. But what if, in all this mess, you forget to add a tag on one of those pages or don't know how to edit an HTML to add an additional one on your current page. That's what GTM does. Imagine GTM to be a wooden box and you have an access card to unlock it. Just keep dumping all your tags in it and whoever has access to it can use whatever they like from it rather than giving tags to each and every website. Just makes the first step of being able to track your data so easy and convenient. Moving to the second one, probably if you're a marketer you won't be directly using it and would be relying on your agency skills. But nonetheless, knowing about it should be helpful. I'm referring to the Google's ad serving platforms which are Google Ads and DV360. The difference between the two is that DV360 is a programmatic platform that helps you bid for ad inventories outside the Google network and I felt it also helps you a little more with data analysis as well. For example, if you want to buy ads on Google ad network like search ads, display banners or YouTube then Google Ads are for you, but for example, if you wanted to buy ad inventories directly from platforms outside Google, like an OTD platform or use a DMP, which is a data management platform, to help you with more accurate serving, then DV360 is a platform for you. A few things to note though, serving ads through DV360 would need a campaign manager and would include an ad serving cost as well. Campaign manager is nothing but a way for you or your agency to set up different campaigns from one place and then analyze your performance between those campaigns. Campaign manager is basically divided into four key features. Trafficking which helps you manage your creatives between campaigns and channels. Reporting as it suggests helps you organize your performance data. Verification which is with the help of floodlight tags helps you analyze your impressions and validates that the ads have actually been served and lastly and most importantly, works as a key system for your ad serving. And finally, coming to Data Studio, what's the use of so many tools and systems if they are going to be so cumbersome to use? As a marketer, you want to go to one place to find all your data and analysis and that one place for you could be Data Studio. With a few accesses and plugins, Data Studio helps you bring all your website, ad serving and attribution data all together. With some good understanding of the platform, you can create a report which picks up real-time data from Campaign Manager, YouTube, Google Ads, Google Analytics among several other platforms and brings all this data for you under one roof. What's even better is that there are a lot of third-party plugins that help you even bring data from platforms outside of Google like Facebook. Though in my experience, it's still a little glitchy and takes some time to load but nonetheless it's still all there for you to use and extract. In addition, those random surprise reviews with your management can be easily met with just pulling out a live report. I extremely love it and try to use it as much as possible. So these which I named are just a few tools for analysis and trust me when I say that there are many more and you will be able to find the right one depending on your needs. The reason I named these were because I have used these the most and also to make it work as a thought starter when it comes to analytical tools in digital marketing. For more on analytical MarTech tools, have a look at this website called Chief MarTech. I will definitely return to this topic on a more micro level and focus on some interesting tools in the future. But until then, you can catch me on LinkedIn and Instagram. Looking forward to seeing you for the next episode. And one last thing, stay curious.